Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. While Callie and I have been on vacation this week, we have replaced new episodes of The Upside with some of our favorite episodes from 1022 Projects shows. 1022 Projects, if you don't know, is our podcast development company. Already this week, you have heard Certified Mama's Boy, Cheaties, Carpool, and Bouncing Forward with Amy Purdy. And now you're going to hear from the world-famous Moms on Call, Laura and Jennifer. Laura and Jennifer met when they were pediatric nurses that were on call, Moms on Call. And they were answering the same questions over and over and over that parents typically have about their young children. And out of that, Moms on Call was born. And now it's a podcast. They give incredible information about kids, about parenting, about families, and they also have an incredible series of books. Now, you may know them for their sleep training, which is what they are famous for, but they have incredible information that they have taken from their decades as pediatric on-call nurses. Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to communicate just with each other uh, as adults and our older children. But one of the things that seems to be so hard is trying to communicate with our toddlers, Jennifer. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it feels like it's hard, but <laughs> it's easier. Like, they are so simple and repetitive. I think that we want to do, you know, over-explain. We want their full understanding. Like, I think our expectations are so high, and literally, they're, like, in the moment. Like, here, right now, we're just trying to get the poop into potty. That's <laughs> our goal. It's pretty simple, repetitive. Speaking on their level is so much simpler than we make it. We just, like, try 15 different things, especially if you're, like, really good with adults. Then you want to try explaining it 20 different ways until it looks like they got it. Well, I want to put it in the little box and make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and that I explained every single step and the why behind that. Because when really all we need to focus on is how can we instill in them some of the simple truths and that we believe in them. I think we often talk about, you know, look, this is the perfect opportunity to brainwash our kids. Oh, yeah. This is where brainwashing is fabulous. And it's really helpful. We can do it in the way that it really serves them best. There's going to be a voice in their head telling them that they can do these things, these activities of daily living, and we're going to make it good and we're going to make it positive and repetitive. And we're going to simplify speaking to a toddler. We know because we have spoken to ours. When you have a teacher's heart, you want to explain everything so fully and you want to wait for three things to happen. And these are the three things that really get in the way the most. We want to wait for their full understanding. Sometimes that's not going to happen till second grade. <laughs> that can't wait that long. We want to wait for their permission. And we're not always going to get that. They don't always want to brush their teeth or, you know, go poo-poo in the body. And we wait for their approval. 
And if we would just set those things down and just move forward in non-optional simplicity, we are going to get back so much more of our own mental energy. Well, and I, I think that actually works with adults, too. Oh, it works with husbands, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm getting so much trouble. He listens. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. This week's episode is brought to you by Bobby Organic Infant Formula and Spoonful One. One of the most common questions we get is about when to introduce common allergens. As a parent, it can be overwhelming to try and get three different food groups in our kids' diet, much less a list of 16 or more. Enter Spoonful One, backed by landmark research and university-led studies. This science-backed solution was developed by world-renowned pediatric allergist and mom. Spoonful One products provide gentle daily exposure to 16 food allergens. And this allows you to introduce multiple common allergens at one time. And as a parent, easy and simple is what we need. One packet, once a day, for one year. Go to SpoonfulOne.com backslash Moms on Call for more information and your exclusive offer for 35% off their award-winning products. Bobby Formula is very purposeful about their ingredients in the same way that we purposefully want you to be paying attention to every sweet little coo and smile and how your baby smells after a bath. Bobby is worrying about the ingredients that go in that formula and ensuring that they are the best for brain development, for healthy immunity, and that they are purposefully sourced with milk from pasture-raised cows. They even water extract DHA. And these are the things that we don't want you to have to worry about so that you can enjoy the sweet, magical moments that happen when you're feeding your baby, any way that you choose how to do that. We're excited that they are offering a 10% discount on your first box of Bobby with code MOMSONCALL10, that's the number 10, at highbobby.com. We hope you'll let them worry about the ingredients so that you can enjoy every precious moment of feeding your baby. Hey, this is Jackie from Houston. I'm having a super hard time speaking toddler. And it feels like my toddler and I speak two different languages and it's something I'm chronically frustrated by. Um, I was wondering what things I can change with our interactions that would make me a more effective toddler communicator. That would be so helpful. Thank you so much. Jackie, we know your frustration. We have been there. We know what it's like to try and just 
make these little ones understand. Well, we feel like understanding is going to result <laughs> in and doing, and they don't well, respond to reason. Like they just don't, they're not like, oh yes, I think I'll choose the broccoli because it's never too early to be heart healthy. <laughs> and they can repeat, especially the social ones, they can absolutely repeat stuff you've told them. Like, you know, well, yes. Is this healthy? If you use that word, they'll use that word. Do they understand the implications of healthy? Absolutely not. No. And, and I, you know, talking about that, you know, we, Jackie, we talk about communication and yes, verbally what we say. And I think we're going to touch on some of that in just a second, but really it starts with our body language too, right? Oh, there's so much. Those toddlers are like little CIA agents. One of the most fun things, so we were just at a speaking engagement a few weeks ago. And in the toddler seminar, you'll see this, but we teach you some of the nonverbal communication that is so helpful in communicating one huge and amazing and powerful tool to communicating to toddlers. And that's letting your confidence be contagious. So how do you believe it so thoroughly that they're capable of doing the things that we're asking them to do so much so that repetitively it comes across and your confidence is contagious. Well, and and that's really hard sometimes because to be truthful, I don't know that I always believe that my toddlers could do what I was asking them to do. Yeah, sometimes you got to fake it. Let me tell you, here's <laughs> the way to do it. <laughs> when you're talking to them, we oh, here's one of the things that we see all the time is parents will put okay at the end of sentences. Oh, my God. I went to a birthday party. It was like a little three-year-old's birthday party. And I just counted the amount of times that I heard the word, okay, we're going to do the cupcakes now. Okay. We're going to sit over here. Okay. We're going to hold, hold on to this for just a few minutes. Okay. And what we're inadvertently communicating is we'll move forward. If I have your approval, if it's okay with you, like they're so, these toddlers are so in the moment. So when that's their whole life is just waiting for their approval, communicating we require their approval, then things can get dicey when you just need them to do something because you said so. So instead of using okay, one of the things that we teach is to use got it. Like when we use okay, what we're saying is, did you understand me? Like, do you understand my instruction? Um, So what we want to do is we want to say, got it. We're waiting to do the cupcakes for a few minutes. Got it. And that is chin down, eyebrows up. And even if you're driving in your car, listening to this podcast right now, we can all practice it together like a bunch of goofballs, just trying to do a good thing and get our kids to do what we want them to do. So chin down, eyebrows up. Got it? Got it. Try it out. Try it out with some friends. It's so (laughs) fun. And that's 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 just pulling. Confident authority. Yeah. Yes. And pulling all of those because they're watching our facial expressions. They're watching our our body language and they're listening. And I use that term real loosely. They're listening to our verbal cues, you know. But if we can really show that confident body language and those nonverbal cues, then I do believe we can build on that with the verbal cues as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not harsh. It's just that I'm in control. Like I'm really saying the things that I mean. Got it? Got it. (laughs) You just feel how that makes you feel. You have to practice it. Practice it in a mirror. 
there's just weird things that we have to do to kind of simplify this communication. But yeah, chin down, eyebrows up. That is such a confident way. And the other things that we talk about, Laura, when you're talking about verbal, nonverbal ways to communicate is the shoulder shrug of confidence. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Yeah, you, you got to be this. able to poo-poo in the potty. I'm not worried. I'm if worried. you could see Laura and I right now, we're looking <laughs> at each other. And these shoulders are going crazy. We're practically a TikTok dance over here. <laughs> well, that's, that's what like, we should You know, be just they come up and down so many times as we're just talking like, yeah, I'm not worried. And, um, and some of those nonverbal cues are powerful. And how often is it that those nonverbal cues, you know, kind of like, look, got it? And, hey, I'm not worried about it. And really showing that you're not worried about it allows your toddler to know that you mean what's happening. So when we show those nonverbal cues, and, hey, and and truthfully, even with adults, I mean, you know, like, look, I'm not worried about this. The number of times I've heard you say, I am not worried about it, Laura. (laughs) has calmed my life <laughs> a zillion different directions. It'll be okay. Right? It's going to yes. be okay. You're just like, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, I'm really? Because this seems pretty worrisome. Nah, and that, that, brings, that brings about another one where it's kind of like, you know, look, you're going to figure this out and kind of do the little air swipe, you know, like you. And how often have we heard our own adult kids Kind of now as, as they're navigating adulthood, come back with, hey, I'm going to figure this out. I've got this. I'm going to figure this out. But we have spoken that into our kids over the years and kind of like, hey, you're going to figure this out. And that showed you could do like all three kind of things all at one time. <laughs> we'll go all advanced it is powerful. Now. It's like the Star Wars, you know, <laughs> the force. If you use all of them at the same time, who knows what could happen. Um, but when you say the air swipe, what we mean is like if you kind of take your hand and just like pass it through the air in front of you, oh like it. it comes with the exhale of yeah. confidence. <laughs> you, you'll figure this out. You got um, this. And all those things together, it has, I loved what you said, when you can use it with other people, yes. But I think one of the most powerful things that it does is it reverberates back into our own heart. So when we say it, there's power in our words, not just Mm. to give that confidence to the kids, but to embrace the confidence, like, got it. It just helps me own my own healthy authority and the person that's kind of running this show. Then, you know, I'm not worried. I am really worried. So telling myself (laughs) with that shoulder shrug, like, I'm not worried. You're going to figure this out. Those things reverberate back and they provide the confidence we require and set this atmosphere that says, I'm not going to wait for your full understanding, your approval or your permission to move forward. We're moving forward because it serves life. And it's okay for me to be the one that decides that, being the bigger and smarter one in the situation, typically, um, you know, to be able to help life function in ways that serve everybody's, you know, um, day, serve everybody's amount of energy. And so those are just a few little tricks on how to use nonverbal communication and you know, a couple phrases. At Moms on Call, we love the phrases. If you can't think it up in the moment, we're going to give you something simple you can use a hundred times over. And I have memories of my grown kids now 
when they say, I'll figure it out. You know, I have two choices. I can go here or I can go there. They seem like big choices, but mom, if I do this, I'll figure it out. And if I do that, I'll figure it out. And just to hear, you know, how they've just embraced that. And it just helps them to feel a part of what they're capable of doing. They believe in themselves when mm. we believe in them. Come on. And and I think it starts with us believing in our kids again, even if we have to pretend. And Jackie, we know that it is tough to try and so you've got some nonverbal things that you're gonna look at. You've got some phrases. You've got this. You'll figure it out. Um, you know, I'll yeah, use worried. those. I'm not worried about it. Have that in your back pocket. But also knowing the design of your toddler helps us as well, because certain designs, they want the full gamut. Like, can you just tell me exactly how the world works and what's going to happen? There are some designs that will sit and listen to the whole thing and they want that information. And there are some that want like two seconds to, you know, two words and let's move on to the next thing. So, you know, Jackie, know the design of your toddler. Well, and I think in that paradigm, they all respond to the simple, repetitive two bits of information. What's happening and what do I want you to do about that? So mm. if we start off super simple and we recognize they're just looking for two bits of information set about the same way confidently, we'll provide that. Um, how we curate some of that information is according to design. And you described so beautifully an engineer. They want to know, they want things labeled. They want to know what order things come in, but they do have the sense of mastery. So you'll figure it out goes such a long way <sighs> sure. with an engineer because that is what they are looking for. And they want to. Yeah, yeah, but that contrast, like the movement kid, I am not going to stay still long enough for you to tell me how life works. I got <laughs> stuff to climb. I have to go find some type of danger to get into. Yeah, as fast I had as one I of those. Can. Yes. So, you know, there are some different things, but if we just keep it short across the board, um, you know, what's happening? What do I want you to do about it? Just two super simple phrases. And then that encouragement on the end, and I'm not worried, you'll figure it out, <sighs> air swipes, shoulder shrugs, um, or got it with your you know, chin down and your eyebrows up. That works across the board. Knowing the motivators for your toddler according to their design, according to what they're looking for in life is a game changer. It just helps you speak into the unique child that you have. And what motivates them and what, you know, like what motivates one doesn't motivate another. We get such a different kids. That is so true. And I mean, I've got five and every single one of them is different, even my identical twin boys. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that that kind of takes you to the advanced level. <laughs> but we can stay simple. If you've got the brain cells for simple right now, life is complicated enough. We can stay there too. We hope that these things have just given you something to use even today. Like break this stuff out today. It's nap time. We're going to go upstairs. You'd be the best napster in the world. I'm not worried. And you've got this, Jackie. Yes, you do. We believe in you. <laughs> we get so many questions about feeding and food. 
and we've decided to devote one segment per episode to discuss just that. We're calling this segment The Snack Attack. Your baby and toddler food questions answered. Welcome to the Moms on Call Snack Attack, brought to you by Spoonful One. Hi, my name's Morgan, and my little girl is getting closer to switching or adding in solids. And I did not know if there was a way that you would suggest to get on the schedule for Moms on Call book, but make it more gradual. Uh, Thanks for any advice. Bye. Hey, Morgan, we love solid foods. It's so much fun and it's just an adventure. You know what What else we love? What? Free stuff. I love solid food and free stuff. Morgan, you have got to go over to the Knowledge Center and download the Mom's on Call Solid Food Introduction Calendar and bonus material. It will lay it out for you step by step. And here's the thing. You know, everybody will say, oh, when do you start solids? Do you start when they turn four months? Do you start when they turn six months? Do you? The truth of the matter is, Morgan, it's not a date on the calendar. So what I want you to do is I want you to watch. If your little one is sitting up with minimal support, has really great head control, and they're sitting at the table with you wanting that cheeseburger that you're eating, then it's probably time to start solids. And you can go gradual. You can start off with some purees at first. A few weeks, we walk you through step by step. And our goal is to get from purees to finger mushable foods. And I love that word, mushable. Because you made it up. Mushable wasn't it's a word. My favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite, but it's such a great visual. Uh, And we want to get to the purees to finger mushable typically by six and a half to seven months of age. So go as gradual as you want. Laura is a magnificent cook. So in our online classes, um, Mm. especially in that six to 15 month class where we go over how to bake vegetables so that they're finger mushable, we go over a lot of the different consistencies. And it is just a pleasure to watch. Yes, and you can eat it too. So it makes it so much easier for the household as as well. So have fun. Check out those things. And we hope you raise a kid that likes free stuff and solid food. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.